Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Not So Common Podcast Solo Edition. I am Pat Contry. Someone asked me on Twitter, you know, why haven't you had guests in a bit? Well, I've been traveling. It was kind of hard to have guests in Pennsylvania. I don't want to ask my dad and mom to be on. That would have been a little strange. Could have asked them why they force fed me uh, brownies and cookies when I was a child and maybe a plump little Patrick. Didn't want to do that. Well, it might have been awkward. Uh, so I've been traveling. I've been busy. Uh, one guest kind of pulled out. Uh, out of a podcast. Nothing you can do about that. It happens. So some people like these solo podcasts. I think they're all right. I actually did radio in college. So if you ask, hey, Pat, why do you have a silky smooth radio voice? Well, I developed it over years of training. No, no, I did have a radio show, both with a co-host and by myself in college. So it's fine. I ramble as I tend to do. But, you know, this will be fine. This will be a shorter one, under an hour. You know what? It's been so, so, so humid the past few days in San Diego, and it's not supposed to be humid at all. I'm not going to go climate change. I know people freak out thinking that's impossible that we're affecting anything on the planet, throwing f- fucking tons of noxic shit into the atmosphere and into the water and everywhere else. Yeah, we're having a little bit of effect, just a little bit. But it's been hotter than usual here, and this is San Diego. It's through the best weather. So I've actually you know, had the fan going, and um, yeah, it's icky. It's icky right now. But Castle Country is coming along. I got uh, someone asked me if I had the moat done. The moat's not finished at Castle Country. The, the dragon's being imported from Indiana, so that's going to come along, and you know I'll probably feed them some, some kibbles and bits and keep them happy. But no, I am uh, redoing the backyard, and that's been a fun ride trying to deal with uh, three or four different companies to get a, an honest quote. And it's interesting; you can tell how important your business is by how a vendor will behave towards you. So I'm getting like paver stones put down. I'm trying to do a barbecue grill out back in a fire pit. Uh, and it's interesting how some will speak to you. Like they kind of hedge their bets, whether or not you know what you're talking about. Thankfully, I've been, I've someone helped me out. Someone who's like a, a master carpenter who's doing other work. So he, he kind of knows the general in and outs of, of constructing other things. So I'm not totally in the dark, but if I didn't have him, I'd be in trouble. It, it, it'd be almost as bad as me, you know, going to an auto mechanic and, you don't know how a car works usually. You kind of know what happens here and there, but who knows what a carburetor really is and if they even exist anymore. So you 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 have to uh, rely on the honesty of the of the whoever is is doing the work for you and that they're not trying to take you for a ride. But out of the three vendors I've gone to, two have been pretty straightforward. One has been kind of dishonest and kind of condescending. You know, I won't get into the details, but. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at different bids, and something didn't line up here. One of the numbers just didn't match. I think I think they were maybe attempting to overcharge a little bit, and by a little bit, bit that can be thousands of dollars. And I called them out on it, and just not not nice. But this is interesting. You have you have this square footage here, but you're not taking account like the fire pit, which means there'll be less square footage there for the pavers and all that. And I sort of got like sort of mocked for doing that, and that's interesting so i think what happens in these situations is all these salespeople they go to people that either have enough money that they don't care if they're getting fleeced a little bit or they don't expect people to have either the wherewithal or intelligence or research knowledge to actually look on a bid or ask questions they're not used to that so when it happened with me in this case of this one vendor um they they got taken aback because it probably doesn't happen too often so 
there there are reputable businesses out there, of course, that will not try to take advantage of a customer, but there absolutely are ones that are. And it's just it's it's very discon discouraging. It's very discouraging because if you're going to take advantage of someone for you know doing someone's backyard, what else are you willing to take advantage of? And that that scales up for for big businesses, it scales up for governments and everything else. Is that people are more likely than not. I hate to say in some scenarios to take advantage of you if they think you're not paying attention to the details or or uh, realizing that it's even a possibility. There are some people out there that naturally think that either people are bad or people are good. And it's probably too dangerous to swing way, one way or the other. But when it comes to business and watching out for yourself, you have to assume that people are taking advantage of you because then you can watch your ass. This isn't like you know uh, a friend borrowing 10 bucks from you. This is stuff that could be tens of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars if you're buying a new car or getting your car fixed or having an addition put on your house. You have to do your research. You have to, you know, trust but verify that you aren't being taken for a ride. And I know it home ownership is rough. It's rougher than condo ownership because when you own a condo, you don't have to worry about anything on the exterior at all. It's just the interior and then for the exterior you have your HOA board, your homeowner association will take care of that. Home ownership Owning a house is a whole other ball of wax. I've seen Gerard, our friend of the show, Gerard Khalil, completionist, tweet out some problems he's had after moving in. I think he tweeted out something about like something with the, the sewage line was bad and it was flooding the street and other stuff. It's just, ooh, it's rough. It, it can be intimidating, especially if you live in a high uh, dollar area in terms of uh, cost of living like San Diego or Southern California where the housing costs are a, a triple uh sometimes even more other parts of the u.s so you really have to watch out for these things but the backyard will be done i'll have ian out and frank will come out and rob who's been working on the house and you know we'll barbecue some steaks and burgers and i can finally relax i can finally relax a little bit but it seems that 2018 is a transition year it's been a weird year to a lot of people uh for different reasons but for me it's been uh it's been sort of a year where I can honestly say the first six months were sort of the tail end of 2017 business, get moving into the house, 10th anniversary of the YouTube channel, trying to get, you know, this room that you're currently, I'm currently in finally set up to look so you can walk so Ian doesn't trip over, you know, a box of uh, Sega Saturn games, which almost happened once. And I feel that uh, things are more clear now in my head a little bit, a little bit clearer, not that they're to- ever totally clear, but things are starting to sort of come together. With uh, this podcast, I believe, the uh, CU podcast, the, the uh, getting other things together, a certain Super Nintendo guidebooks getting written. So it's, it's I'm in a better place mentally than when I was even probably three months ago or four, definitely four months ago. Before April, I don't remember what happened between January and March. I don't remember. It's it's all a blur. I'm sure me and Ian had great conversations about scumbag sellers of the weeks, week and other, other things, but it's a blur to me what's going on. Um, but thanks for sticking around. That's what I'm going to say right there. Absolutely. Uh, World Cup's been going on. And you know what? Uh, I, I've done my due diligence this year to watch World Cup games. And this is the first time uh, I can remember. It could be my lifetime just about that the U.S. has not been in it. And the U.S. has always been like a mediocre to barely above average team. Uh, we don't pay attention to the sport. That's what uh, has always been sort of the... The reason why the U.S. is seen as a joke. I mean, Major League Soccer has grown the past 20 years, and it's a rising sport. But still, it's it's to say it's way behind hockey, and hockey isn't is way behind the other 
uh, two major sports. Other, th- excuse me, other three major sports. So you, you look at football is huge. You look at basketball is the, the hottest sport the past like three, four years. It's really grown leaps and bounds in the U.S. Basketball is getting closer to football each and every year. Then you have baseball in there after basketball. Then you have hockey, you know, fourth place somewhere. But 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 soccer or football, um, it's taken a hit just because we're. I mean, at least this year we're not in the World Cup. Our team didn't qualify. Bunch of older guys that have no heart, whatever, no skill, whatever. It's embarrassment that a country of over 300 million people can't field a decent uh, football or soccer team. I don't want to insult the, the Europeans out there, the football team. It's it's embarrassing, yes. But at least in 2024, we're, we're, uh, excuse me, 2026, we are guaranteed a buy into the tournament because we're hosting it in the Americas. So that'd be good. I'll probably be around and I'll, I'll watch uh I'll watch some games live, but I've been watching the games and the scoring has been better than past years. I mean, the jokes always been, yeah, great. A zero, zero tie or one, zero or one, one draws. And there have been some low scoring games. There's actually been some, some very exciting games, even with, you know, the low scoring going on. Um, lots of games going to overtimes and, and uh, you can wax on and off about whether or not you agree with the, the penalty kicks were decided after overtime. I still think it's silly. I think it's silly. obviously at the end of the game, but you know, why don't you why don't you just you know go from eleven on eleven to why don't you go to like eight on eight or nine by nine? Just take a couple of guys off, open it up a little bit, and do that, and play uh, thirty minutes that way instead of just eleven on eleven. I know, I know, they're ruining the sport, but um, they've they've done instant replay this year. The the VAR is that what it's been called? Uh, the VAR. So they're actually going to instant replay, which I guess has had mixed re- uh, results so far. You know, but I don't know why they haven't done it before. Uh. What what is VAR? It's the video assistant referees. So there you go. So at least they're trying to get get there. But all right, the U.S. I'm I'm hoping we'll be back in in 2022 uh, because viewership is down like I think it's down like 40 percent. But I think when they looked at it compared to the games where the non-U.S. games from four years ago, overall it's actually done all right. Um, obviously it's gonna be down overall because you don't the, the very casual fan is only gonna watch. Like I did in the past, only watch the U.S. games. But this year, I'm watching other other teams vie for the World Cup. Um, so I saw The Incredibles with a friend last week. Incredibles 2! I enjoyed it. The Incredibles is an interesting movie to me just because in the pantheon of superhero movies, you can arguably put it in the top five of all time. Of all, I mean... You're talking like original Superman. You're talking, uh, you know, X-Men 2. You're talking, you want to throw in a couple of Marvel movies like, uh, I would say, Winter Soldier. I'll defend that movie till I die, you know, or Guardians of the Galaxy. It's 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 easily a top 10 movie. Uh, the Incredibles, the original from 2004 from Pixar. But you can make, make an argument for top five. It, it's, an, it's basically the Fantastic Four. Three out of the four characters are, are Fantastic Four characters. Elastigirl is uh, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, the husband, Mister Incredible, is is thing. You have uh, you have the uh, the girl is basically like Invisible Girl. I mean, Invisible Woman, Invisible Girl from Fantastic Four. And then you have like a Flash sort of speedy character, uh, Dash. So, but the first movie was good. There was a lot to say about getting older and middle age and trying to go back to the your youth and try to recapture that spark in your life, which may may be gone from. From the, I guess the the married uh, domicile life, and 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 I guess the 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 depression that that could have, uh, 
and wanting to sort of, you know, have like, there was like some sort of message about midlife crises and, and maybe enjoying your family more than you currently are. Maybe you should enjoy your family more. And there, there was some, you know, Pixar does a good job of mixing up the, the adult messages, uh, but also having stories that children can enjoy as my phone goes off. Son of a bitch. You would think someone who's done a podcast for five years and has experience with, like I said before, like radio in college, they would shut off their phone during the recording. But I didn't. And it was some dumb survey company. What was I talking about? I was talking about The Incredibles 2. It was great story, great action. You know, I was trying to get Frank to see this stuff. And Frank, for some reason, has a prejudice, a deep prejudice against animated movies let's put it this way he loves the, tr- the traditional animation like you know how they used to like rotoscope the damn thing basically you know back in the 30s and 40s with the old disney movies or just you know the, uh, mimic human ba- movement but those movies took like two years to animate those they take for- took forever the pixar stuff they can put out like two or three pixar movies a year with the computer animation it's a lot simpler i still think it's beautiful and you can tell any story you basically want and so the beginning sequence when they fight off the uh the Mole Man, uh, which was a homage to the Fantastic Four, basically, um, when it, and it picks up from the end of the first film. That's a Fantastic Four type sequence. It's it's beautiful to see that. And then you have a uh, uh, Frozone doing his Iceman thing there too. It's a it's great. It's fantastic. So I will say about Incredibles 2 that I did see the plot twist coming. It still was entertaining. I don't think it was quite as sharp as the original because the story wasn't as unique. You basically was it was a reverse of the first movie. So in the first film, uh, Elastigirl is a stay at home mom. She's come out of retirement, and in this one, it's it's the reverse. Where Elastigirl, she she becomes the face of the movement to legalize superheroes, and then Bob, uh, Mister Incredible, has to stay home and watch the kids, which is very entertaining. But it was just a, a role reversal. You weren't really breaking the ground that you did with the first film, but it was still very entertaining. There was a lot of nice action sequences. So to me, it fell short of the original, but I still. I still loved it. And it seems like every other freaking week now we have a superhero movie. We're, but we're, we're not running out of steam yet, but I have to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, this would be like what, the fifth the fifth superhero movie this year. If you told me 10 years ago there'd be a, there'd be like eight superhero movies in one year that you could see, I would have said you were crazy. So we had Black Panther. We had Deadpool 2. We had uh, Avengers Infinity War. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Incredibles 2. Uh, we have uh, Dark Phoenix coming out later in the year. What is that? Six or seven? Uh, I might be missing another superhero movie coming out uh, later on. So we have a lot of stuff. Does Aquaman come out later in the year or early next year? There's like 10 that come out, though, in a calendar year now. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So all's well that ends well with The Incredibles too. I just hope that um, it's not another 14 years. I'm in my 50s until we get the third one. How about like three years, four years? Let's do that. That would be nice. Uh, other than that, I, I hear they're making a Joker movie now. It's been rumored that there was a uh, DiCaprio was going to be the Joker. It was going to be Martin Scorsese doing it, and now it's going to be. Um, I, I, it's nuts to think about, uh, but Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker in an origin movie. Now I I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing. Um, if you want to confuse your your fan base, there you go. It's going to be a lower budget standalone movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. So you have the Jared Leto version in the, the main DC universe, the DCEU, and now you have Joaquin Phoenix. This is nuts. This is insane. I can't picture Marvel ever doing something like this. Where you're going to have, oh, we're going to have a Thanos 
a Thanos standalone origin movie, but it's not Josh Brolin. Um, I don't know. We get we get Tom Cruise to be, to, to be Thanos instead to be young Thanos. Why do they get Tom Cruise? They get listen to doing Top Gun too, which is insane. They're, they're filming that in San Diego, so um, it's going to have a fifty five million dollar budget, which is, for a superhero movie that's pretty low. Uh, I don't know these doing origin movies of mysterious character mysterious characters, whether it's Wolverine, whether it's Han Solo. They don't appeal to me. They don't. I mean, we we had the we had the Killing Joke, which offered an origin of the Joker. Um, that was what twenty years ago, and that was great. I don't know if they're going to follow that or not, but I just don't have the interest in this. Like the same way I didn't have an interest in the Han Solo origin movie, and I love Han Solo. Han Solo's my, he's my boy. These days, you can get practically everything you want on demand, just like the Not So Common podcast. You listen whenever you want when it's convenient to you. Did you know you can get postage on demand? Yes, you can with Stamps.com. Yes, Stamps.com. With it, you can have access to all the services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. All available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just click print mail and you're done. All you need all you need is a, a printer. You need a computer. You, you got that stuff already. You're good to go. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale so you can weigh all your postage properly. Know what's going on there. Weigh your letters and your packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. I've used Stamps.com for several years to send out uh, Pat the Indians Punk DVDs, consoles. I used to do those uh, variety game packs of random games thrown in a throwing like Pat's version of like a loot crate. But for games, I did that back in the day. Uh, wristbands, buttons. Uh, NES guidebooks, I've used it for all of that. Right now, there's a special offer. You get a four-week trial using code code NSC. Go to stamps.com right now. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in the code NSC for your four-week trial, which includes postage and your digital scale sent right to your door. That's stamps.com. It's the easier and better way to ship out all the all the stuff you need. This is going to be a shorter one because it's hot and uh, I'm bothered. That doesn't sound too good. But <laughs> we have some questions <laughs> to go into here uh, from the uh, not-so-common hashtag. This is from Karen, who's working on a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. Wow, this is a financial question. Before I answer this, I am not... A, a, this is like doing the you know like the disclaimer on a radio show. I am not... You know, a licensed financial advisor. Please consult your local physician or financial advisor. This is for entertainment purposes only. Like Miss Cleo giving psychic predictions back in the 90s, in the mid-90s. This is from at Karen, at Neambla's Karen. With a new home mortgage, with a new home mortgage at a low interest rate, is it better to pay extra per month to pay it off early, put that money into into a retirement account instead, or just pocket it well that's a very interesting proposition karen what is the home mortgage rate right now as i look as i have my awful uh, mortgage rate we're at a 4.625 percent in a 30-year fixed rate so that is still pretty low i mean we've we've got below four a few years ago but historically mortgages used to be like eight ten percent so these are still great uh great rates right now so i'm going to say this karen i don't know what your financial situation is out there. I guess it depends on, on how much you have left on your balance and what else, you, what other expenses and debt you have. Now, the cheap rule of thumb, it's not just cheap, it's the common sense rule of thumb, is that you should th- pay off 
the principal of the debt you owe at the highest interest rates as quickly as you can because that's where you rack up the most debt and the most most interest, obviously. So you have, if you have credit card debt, that's what you throw money at to get rid of that debt because those are awful 14, 16, 18, 20% interest rates. And that's just lost money month after month that goes towards that. You know, and then, then you work down from there from any, like, loans, college loans. And then the, the mortgage, if you're comfortable with your month-to-month expenses, then you shouldn't worry about your mortgage that month. Obviously, yes, you can you can throw principal, you can throw money at the principal to cut down that rate. But unless you're throwing a lot at it, you're not going to see a big return on that over a long period of time. So, for example, say you if you owe I don't know, say you owe three hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage. That's what's left over. And say unless you throw half the principal at that, you're only going to cut down the payments. You know, maybe a few hundred dollars a month, depending on your interest rate uh, in the principal. Um, and then you have to renet what's called renesting your mortgage. It means they, they go back in the amortization table, your mortgage company, and then uh, re- basically redo your loan at that point. Uh, otherwise, your monthly payments will come down. When you pay off principal early on your loan, what happens is your monthly payments month to month stay the same. It's just that the amount of principal you pay is the same. And then what happens is the, the interest basically comes off the back end of it. So you pay it off uh, earlier on the back end. So if you pay $1,200 a month, principal and interest, and you throw tons of principal at it, that rate's not going to lower. You're just going to pay uh, proportionally more principal based on how much you already paid off. But then you're going you're gonna to cut the length of your loan by the amount of principal you paid on it. That's how it works. So maybe you cut off the less, you know, if you, if you have your mortgage principal, in theory, you're, you're taking off, you know, years and years of time there on the mortgage. That's what you're doing. But if you want that, if you want that, that uh, safety net of money, you want that money to go on vacations or to save or to put towards something else, I would not recommend throwing the principal at it. Again, this is a situational decision based upon where you're at. How much money do you have squirreled away at the time? A retirement, a retirement account, though, is always a good idea to have. Uh, I would recommend anyone out there who does not have a 401k for their job to get an IRA uh, just because the money you put into an IRA, a retirement account, or a Roth IRA, um, the money that you put into that, I'm going to confuse this, a Roth IRA, I always confuse an IRA versus a Roth IRA, but I think a regular IRA is there's tax deduction on there because the money you put into it, and I think the limit is, um, let's see, the maximum contribution in IRA for 2018 is $5,500. If you're older than 50, you do $6,500. So what that means is if, if you put $5,500 into your IRA each year, that money's not, that comes off your, your taxable amount. So if you make a hundred thousand per year, um, and you're taxed on a hundred thousand dollars, you're only taxed now on ninety four and a half thousand dollars. So in essence, it's, it's tax free money that gets saved until you retire. So I always recommend to people that you should have a retirement account, no matter what, because it's also money. You forget that exists. And that's why it's beautiful. It exists. You forget that exists. In theory, it goes up when the stock market hits well and, uh, my 401k from my past job went up like 10% this year. Uh, yes, it will do peaks and values, but overall, historically, over time, uh, retirement accounts do go up in value. Uh, but either way, though, it's money you forget about. And then once you turn 55 or 60, yeah, I got money in the bank. I mean, I have $100,000, maybe I have $80,000, maybe I have $200,000 or or 50000 At least there's money there that you're supposed to use for your retirement, and that's why it's good to have. Uh, if you think your retirement account is going to be Sega Master System games and, and Nintendo games, no, that's not really a retirement account. That's a, that's a different, that's like a, that's the line of, of reasoning of the Star Trek uh, collector uh, plates, 
retirement account or the Elvis dolls uh, and statue <laughs> retirement account. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like Elvis collectibles 20 years from now. So, and Karen asks, should you just pocket it? Well, you could pocket it, I guess. I'd rather put it in an IRA. Uh, this is from at John DeMental. What's a day in the life of Pat Contry? Morning, day, night routine. Wow. I don't have a set routine, but I'll say this. Uh, with the intermittent fasting, I don't eat breakfast anymore. So I don't eat until 12 or 1 in the afternoon. Um, I will go to the gym three days a week, usually around noon, maybe 11.30. But I, I answer emails in the morning. I'll do a business call here and there. Business call. Call up someone if it's uh, every other Tuesday with Ian. I'll be preparing for the uh, CU podcast. Random writing. Um, check the Twitter. Posting YouTube videos up. Posting the Facebook. I got to get an Instagram. There's a lot of upkeep. Uh, when you're running social media and you're running YouTube, it's a lot of busy work. Uh, the amount of creative time is actually less than you think versus preparing things, talking to potential sponsors, uh, answering emails from an ad agency, uh, answering fan emails, uh, printing out postage for, for a DVD, um, answering return requests. Maybe a, a certain NES guidebook is, is ding in the corner that people want a replacement. There's a lot of stuff. That, so it's not like a typical day. By nighttime, I could unwind usually, and uh, but I'll still be checking emails. Sometimes I'll be playing maybe a game for a guidebook or you know doing research on something else. It's it's not I don't have a set schedule, which I guess is good and bad. Some people need a set schedule for their lives. It it helps them with the discipline. But when you're working for yourself like this, it, you can't just say these are the hours of this and this and that. Especially when you have several things going on at one time. It's not like I have just one thing. I have two podcasts. I have a, a book I'm working on. I have a book that came out. I have other stuff uh, I can't talk about that are coming down the line. One thing I can't talk about is a documentary that I'm executive producing. So there's a lot of different things, ins and outs. Sometimes you'll speak to uh, one person twice a month. Sometimes you'll speak to a person like once a week uh, to get something done. It's it's strange. And there's there's time for having fun there as well. You know, I got a margarita yesterday, you know, fish tacos. So it depends. You have to make time for yourself for your personal life as well. So that... That I'm trying to be more cognizant of is that okay, set a time, set aside some personal time during off the during, throughout the week to have fun. So there's not a day in the life of Pat besides brushing your teeth twice a day and using that good old water pick. Um, this is from at Gold Rush Comic. DC Comics are starting to make Walmart only 100 page comic books to try to get comics back in retail. That's if that's true. I just I haven't heard about that. That's a great idea. I remember going to Toys R Us and they had the comic book packs. They were comics are probably a month old or maybe that month, and they'd throw like four comics in a pack for like two dollars or a dollar fifty. And they just put a cellophane wrapper around it, and they put like a uh, you know a little uh, little paper sleeve in there. And said like, oh, special like four comics or five for whatever for one ninety five, and that was great because you were getting a great deal. You're getting like two or three free comics, and comics back when I grew up uh, started at like seventy five cents, and then by the time I was like ten, they're like a dollar. You know, uh, up until like the early to mid nineties, they're like a dollar. So that's a big deal when you get an allowance that you can buy. You know, either one comic for a dollar, or you can get like four comics for two dollars, and that's a lot of reading material. And sometimes they're jumbo size comics thrown there as well. And and they weren't all garbage. Uh, so they would they wouldn't all be necessarily ones you would read, but they always threw like a popular one or two on the on the on the ends, so like be Iron Man and like Spider Man on the other side or or an X Men and an X Men like in an Avengers or a Captain America. So they always would put like they have they like the Marvel pack. I remember that like the D C pack at Toys R Us. So if they do this at Walmart, this is good. I mean what's interesting about 
uh, you know, the current rush of you know Disney and and the MCU is that a lot of people are seeing all these and loving these comic book movies, but aren't reading comics. And I think that's a shame, just because you can do so much more in the comic books. You can keep stories going. You can be more experimental with comic book stories. Obviously, you can kill off characters easily. Um, you can have weird one-off stories that you can never do in a movie. Uh, you can take more risks. So there's very good reasons to have comics still exist and not have them disappear or to treat them as a loss leader, which I always tell people that's probably how Disney's treating them. Like we have to still do comic uh, books because, you know, we get all our, our good story ideas from there and it keeps them in the pop culture and it's just tradition. These comics have been around for now 80 years. So, but if, if Marvel comics went away tomorrow, Disney probably wouldn't lose that much money in the grand scheme of things because they have these movies making tons of money and they still have, and they still have all the merchandise and all the t-shirts and everything. But you still have to have a way to get these out to the crowd and I'm all for it. I don't care. Put them in Target, Walmart, whatever. Put them in these packs, you know, 200 page uh, super comics. I don't care. That's a great idea. Kids and plus it does promote reading as well. I I, I read a lot of comics and and not that you you learn more reading comics versus a regular book or novel, but it's better than nothing reading a comic book it's better than not reading it's better than a kid playing a fucking jewel game on his on his uh tablet all day um this is from at bro kill us 7421 politicians getting kicked out of restaurants for which side they are on so that's a problem right there in the, in the framing of the question which side they are on we shouldn't have sides in politics which which sounds my uh, maybe a, a naivety but when you say sides it's bad i'm not saying that's that's how this is was framed bro kill i mean that's not how you you intentioned it but that's just rubs in the wrong way for which side they're on but people think there's you know there's a right and wrong side and people think that for all these issues that civility is out the window and not, not to say that people don't have a right to be pissed about things people have a right to be pissed about bad policies be, be them foreign or domestic that's absolutely true and you have the right to voice your displeasure uh, I would recommend that the, you do that, though, in local government starting, and then as you vote every November, that's how you vote your displeasure. That's the most effective way to do it. I think uh, refusing to uh, you know, give someone food at a restaurant or to serve them or yell at someone that comes in, it might make you feel better in the short term. Maybe there, maybe like someone like Steve, uh, Stephen Miller, I heard that he got yelled at for picking up sushi. And Stephen Miller seems like a, a, a gigantic douchebag. Absolutely. Um, he seems like a gigantic douchebag. Sure. Senior advisor to Trump. But what you're doing when you're yelling at them is that you're showing that there is a, a you know, this, this, uh, dichotomy of us versus them that may make you feel better, but also emboldens the other side side and their supporters. So they'll say, Oh, listen, these people are out of control. We're, what we're doing is right. It's working, you know? These people are rude. We shouldn't. We shouldn't uh, try to negotiate with them or talk to them. See, we are the right side. They are the wrong side because this is how they're acting towards us. So, as good as it might make you feel to yell at someone that you dis- that you disagree with politically, or to the or to belittle them, in the grand scheme of things, you are you are acting against your own self interest because you are less likely to build any sort of bridge of compromise or negotiation in the long run. And there almost always is wiggle room on policy and on having sort of a constructive, constructive governing, uh, excuse me, a constructive governing. Politics is all about negotiation. It's not as, it's not a zero sum game when everyone thinks of it as that, 
there's always push and pull, and you almost you almost never, unfortunately, though, in this day and age, want people that say or come to the table willing to give up something to get something else they want. It's always well, all or nothing. We want everything or nothing. There's this purity test in politics that's ridiculous because it's almost impossible to achieve in reality. And in terms of people's thought processes, almost no one can pass a purity test. And in terms of what you want to pass politically, you know, you almost will never get entirely what you want. Almost never. There's almost almost any bill that's passed goes through, um, you know, goes through committees before it even gets to to the House floor. Then it gets goes through the Senate. It gets voted on. It comes back, and they compromise. That's just the nature of politics because we don't all think alike. There's a there's a spectrum of political ideology and thoughts economically, socially. And when you, when you, when you say, when you try to peg someone as the other side and everything, you're, you're, you're reducing everyone to, they think, they think all the same way in terms of domestic policy, foreign policy, socially, economically. And that's really, there are some people that do fall in line and, and that is dangerous left or right wing. They say, well, I'm for, if you're, you check off this box, you, if you're with us, you have to abide by rules one through 20 and policies one through 30. If not, you're not one of us. That's unfortunately though, how we're becoming more and more um, politicized and uh, people are getting lionized by attacking those that aren't pure. There are people, people are, are, are feeling like this is a war that we are waging where there's two sides. My side's correct. Your side is wrong. No matter what it is, culturally, economically, and you're not going to get anywhere by, 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 by doing this. And again, it's not to say you don't, they don't deserve it, but throwing water on someone's face because you don't disagree with their politics. What are the odds they're going to want to try to meet you even close to halfway? What if, what if someone is on the fence thinking, okay, I like parts of uh, the idea A and idea B, B, can we meld them both together? And they see something going on from the supporters of, of one of the sides. And what if that turns them off and then that pushes them away? So it's very dangerous when you just throw out civility because of that. And then you have a less, then the government doesn't function anymore. And, and you go through life thinking everyone's out to get you if they don't agree with you. And it's just awful to think like that. And then nothing gets done. And unfortunately with social media, it's gotten worse and worse with echo chambers and uh, it's it's easy it's easy for us to go in our little tribes and get our spears out, you know, get our shields and sling sling uh, arrows at others, but nothing fucking gets accomplished. You feel better about yourself until you wake up again and something angers you, and then you yell at someone, and then you go on go on YouTube and you follow someone's internet show who who you agree with a hundred percent, who doesn't challenge you, who's just out there for themselves and for the for the entertainment factor. And that's what what this is becoming. This is becoming an entertainment game, and it's becoming a way to make you feel better. It's almost becoming like a. a it's sports. It's fucking sports. You know, it, it's are you with Team A or Team B? And that's not how we get things done as society. That doesn't work out as we're seeing now. Oh, that's kind of depressing. Um, this is from PR P Rationality, uh, Lexi. Hey, Lexi. Did it take you a while to figure out how to balance your podcast slash video game interest with outside things? For instance, have you ever had cause to regret missing an in real life event due to your uh, CU podcast work or vice versa? No. Um, fortunately, with the podcast, we usually record them during the day, and that's a job. So 
the job comes first. If I don't do the podcast, sponsors get pissed. They don't pay us. Um, we can't keep the lights on. Um, Ian's, Ian needs burrito money. So we can't do that. I mean, that's a job. Um, when you talk about playing video games, though, that to me was always a hobby or interest. So I'm not going to skip out on a party or going on a date to play a video game. I'm just not. I'm, I just That can't control my life to that point. So I, I guess since I grew up in an environment where I always had a bunch of different interests, whether it's sports, obviously you went to school, and then you had video games on the side. Video games is a part of my life, but it's not, it doesn't dominate the life. Um, and that's the most healthy way to do it, to have a diverse set of interests. That Once, you, once one, one hobby takes over your life, it becomes dangerous because your identity gets absorbed by that hobby. And then once it's hard to separate and learn new things, then you feel like you're giving up that other part of your identity. So that's why... I, I can honestly say I've never had video games take over to that extent, at least in adulthood. I'm not going to count college because college, you know, that's all you did was play video games and download stuff on Napster. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that's it for this not so calm podcast. This has been a weird one. Uh, it's been freaking hot in here. Uh, God, I'm like sweating. I'm in San Diego. I moved here to get away from the, the heat. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming along. This has been an interesting one. I hope I wasn't rambling too much. I'm going to try to get some guests back here. Absolutely. Uh, it's been, things been weird with, with the, the house stuff going on and with um, going to Pennsylvania for a week and a half. Week and a half? A little over more than a week. And uh, other matters. 10th anniversary of a certain punk character and getting things lined up. But, um, yeah, if you like this not-so-common podcast, Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever you listen to it, or click that bell-like thing. What is it? You subscribe and hit the bell. You hit the bell on YouTube. This is a this is a nutty one. Um, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash patcountry as well. Ian and I are going to be at Game On Expo in Phoenix, and that's going to be August 10th through 12th. Go to gameonexpoaz.com for more information there. And then, yeah, that's what's going on here. So uh, I, I wish you all well as the dog days of summer rages on here. And uh, we'll see you next week on a CU podcast. And then Comic-Con's coming up right after that. And maybe I'll interview someone at Comic-Con. I kind of miss the days where I just go around with the microphone and talk to people like an idiot and have, uh, what's her name from Back to the Future, sit on my lap in, in the DeLorean. Uh, Jennifer, that was interesting. That was like seven, eight years ago already. That was James was there. You, you can vouch for that. All right, that's all for now. I gotta go clean up. I gotta take take a take a shower. I'm all sticky from this San Diego uh, humidity, which never happens. So now I'm like kind of worried about the future of humanity and uh, and, and climate change. So uh, we will see you later. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this uh, very uh, disorganized, not so common podcast. <laughs> take care.